Second game of Saturday, the Las Vegas Bowl is Florida, who's only six and six, and again, debatable whether they should be in postseason versus Oregon State, who had a really good year. They looked like they were headed to eight and four, but the last game when they were losing big time to Oregon made a big comeback at the end. Oregon messed up a lot. Let's just be honest about that. They blew that game, but at the same time, a great year. What Jonathan Smith has done at Oregon State uh, cannot be denied. He was a former quarterback under both Mike Riley and Dennis Erickson back in the day. And uh, spread offense of uh, Dennis Erickson, sort of a pro spread eventually, and then the kind of the pro spread of of Mike Riley, a little bit more pro, a little more West Coast, but still uh, not a full West Coast offense style. In fact, Mike Riley is now in the USFL running power spread, (laughs) or PS Pro, I should say. But Jonathan Smith also had experience in the Boise State system. So his his uh, offense is a PS Pro for sure. Uh, Brian Lindgren, also uh, from Erickson, Dennis Erickson, also the PS Pro type of guy, uh, his offensive coordinator. And then it gets really interesting on the defensive side with Trent Bray, who is the son of, I think it's Charles Bray, I'm correct, or I'm not sure the name, but anyway, his his dad was a longtime coach under Erickson, and if you recall, Erickson used a guy uh, at at uh, Miami, and he was he was close to. Then he brought him in at, when he was on the Seattle Seahawks, a defensive coordinator that was also close to Dave Aranda, one of Dave Aranda's mentors. Uh, his name, although he was the head coach of Hawaii for a while. Uh, and I'm having a bit of a I'm stuck for a sec on that. Uh, Greg Mc, McMacken, Greg McMacken, that's right. And yeah, and so McMacken was a big mentor to uh, to Dave Aranda, and Dave Aranda is doing everything right now that you need to do with all his pressure mixes and coverage mixes from different sets, different pre-snap alignment, different post-snap stuff. And McMacken actually, it was during its, his time, I think it was where he was at an Oregon Tech, Oregon Tech in Oregon, a uh, small school. And he was, uh, it's a long story, I'm not going to get into it, about the people he knew and what they were doing up in Canada that originally created Desert Storm, that the famous crazy aggressive defense for Arizona uh, back in the day. That all came from pretty much Jolie Dunn and Rocky Long. So again, back to the all the way back. And that's what Aranda's stuff is. I mean, Jolie Dunn's like the Buddy Ryan of the day. I mean, on defense where he could rush eight or drop eight. I mean, he could, sometimes it was crazy. He would rush like 10 crazy stuff, like really crazy stuff. So that's all the kind of mix that we have to, we see more of today from because of his mind and what he created. It's not really just about the three, three that he created. It's more than that. So anyway, but he did play with the sets too. And he ended up settling on a 3-3 stack sort of thing, which is a, you know, a, a way we're headed. And probably headed to a 2-5, but that's for the future. But that brings me back to Bray again, because Trent Bray is sort of running a 4-2 a nickel slash 2-4 nickel, nickel. He's They have it listed in the Phil Still magazine as a 2-4, as those two DNs basically outside linebackers. So... He's kind of headed in that direction. And, you know, where is he getting that from? Well, his dad again under Erickson. Maybe some influence from McMacken. But, of course, that brings in Aranda, right? 
Now, Trent Bray has just stayed, you know, once he had coached under Erickson, he also coached under Mike Riley, ended up becoming a longtime coach under Mike Riley. And Mike Riley's defensive side was very, you know, traditional 4-3. Kind of the Jimmy Johnson. It was aggressive, but it was just a traditional thing. No, Not much mix. Uh, but I believe that Trent Bray is getting all this from the dad to the Dave Aranda. There's a Dave Aranda influence going on. There's no doubt about it. And you're seeing, I mean, you see that he's, he mixes a lot. And their defense has been strong this year. And actually, another connection with that is, well, here's, here's the straight up. It's not just from his dad, because that's a little bit of a stretch, obviously. But it also goes to, um, but his dad did know McMackin, I'm sure. But it goes to uh, Tim Tibasar, who was the former defensive coordinator. And Tim Bray was, I mean, was under him. And Tibasar goes back to Wisconsin when Dave Aranda was actually the court defensive coordinator there. So Tim Tibasar is, is, has a, a more of a traditional background as well as Trent Bray. But again, that Dave Aranda influence. So we have Dave Aranda going on on defense here. Now, here's the interesting thing. Let's go over to Florida. They've got Patrick Tony, And who is he from? Well, again, some traditional background like a lot of guys. But Ron Roberts, Pete Golding. Golding's the D.C. over at Bama. Does the 3-3 stuff. He actually goes straight back to Dunn in his background, believe it or not. Ron Roberts also has Dunn influence from the day. Also with another guy named Mike Rhodes. And he became a mentor of Dave Aranda. And, and after McMacken. So it's McMacken and Ron Roberts. So and so again, it's all this Dunn stuff. It's all this aggressive stuff going on. Ron Roberts and Mike Rhodes were famous for their simulated pressures. They call them sims. And some people like to call them creepers, but to me, creepers is more where you really do come on the blitz. Sims are more like you're simulating it, but you're backing out. But whatever. Defensive mix, defensive pressure mix, and then you have to have the defensive coverage mix too. You gotta be, you know, have to be careful. So we have, you know, Aranda influences on both sides going on. Now, this was a new coaching staff for uh, Florida this year, and they really kind of fell apart, apart culturally. Uh, under uh, the old uh, Urban Meyer guy. Oh, man, drawing a blank. Let me see here. Where were we at? Was this guy Mullen, Dan Mullen. And, yeah, so they, they were sort of, they, you know, falling apart there. So Billy Napier has taken kind of a tough situation. A lot of talent. There's, of course, that goes without saying. It's SEC. A lot of talent. Uh, Mark, Bill Napier is a Bama guy. He he like And he got some stuff from Sarkeesian of late and uh, Elaine Kiffin. So he runs the PS Pro, you know, thing. Uh, not in the style of Jonathan Smith, who's a little more Boise State style, a little more pass spread style. Bill Napier is a little more heavy on the power side for sure. And that's sort of along the lines with the Bama, with Sarkeesian. Even with Lane Kiffin, though, Lane Kiffin's just both. He'll go power and he'll go wide open spread. But Sarkeesian is just more power, but... Also, incredibly, his timing, the way he uses time, and that's a whole other story, but he's, he's brilliant. But And that's more the Gus Malzahn stuff with the play action, the misdirections and all that. But okay. So Bill Napier, strong power-based power spread. Jonathan Smith, Smith, a PS pro, but based more with the spread pass. Though this year, he's been headed on the power side. I mean, they've been going power with a lot of running because they don't have the talent. I mean, that's the flexibility or power spread. They just, the talent doesn't fit. They had a, uh, 
their long, their quarterback from the year before Chance Nolan went out versus he went out of the game against I think it was Utah if I'm correct and the backup Ben Galbrinson who's only a redshirt freshman took over and he's not he's okay he's got a, he has a strong arm but he, he's just kind of managing the game at this point so they have a nice running back team of uh, Fenwick Mart- Damian Martinez who's injured but should play and Jarius uh, Griffin. And they use that. It's it's most like Troy, like the Troy uh, style, Powerball from the spread, and you know strong defense, and that's what they're doing. And on Florida, and and, and the culture has been building with Jonathan Smith, two and ten his first year. He's now uh, went seven and six last year. Like I said, eight and four, but whoops, nine and three because of that crazy comeback against Oregon. And I mean, every, it's all cycles or go for them. If we look at the transfer for a uh, portal and all that kind of crap that's giving me a headache because i can't even keep up it seems like guys are opting out by the minute it seems like guys are injured by the minute. it seems like coaches are leaving by the minute but when i look at and i'm not going to look any further i'm just looking at some information i have here there's not that many people out i mean chance nolan but he had lost his job anyway he's out uh luke musgrave is out as the tight end i think he'd been hurt i can't remember but anyway but he's out okay but they have another tight end they use has more catches um rajon wright the cornerback big time loss he has an injury he's out with an injury but they do have a depth at the defensive backs when you go over to florida it's a huge list and a major guy in their linebacker ventrell miller a stud uh there's another he he's um opting out because he's heading to the NFL. They have another guy heading to the NFL, but he's going to play Gervon Dexter. But I wouldn't be surprised at the last second he pulls out. Who knows? But he's supposed to play Justin Shorter, their second best receiver, is out, opting out. Um, Anthony Richardson, their actual quarterback, is opting out. So, I mean, the second string quarterback has been dismissed on child pornography. I, I don't know what the heck. I, I don't follow soap operas, so I don't know, but that's wild. Holy cow. And um, so... Uh, and then there's other guys. There's other guys I'm not going to get into. But bottom line is you have the third-string quarterback, Jack Miller, a very big-time recruit. I, he was at Ohio State. I kind of followed him a bit in spring practices there, though I he wasn't the guy I liked the most, to be honest. He, he was. He, he seems okay, though. He seemed to have some talent, for sure. But I, I have no idea. I'm looking at this going, I didn't expect Florida to be 6-7 and seven this year. I expected it more 7-5-ish, and 7-6, and si- well, 7-6 and six or 8-5 and five along those lines. I didn't expect it to be a great year. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, the jury's out on Napier, though I do think he is going to create a good culture. I think he's going to get it straightened out. So 7-6, and six, so we're not talking much of a difference here. They win, and they're 7-6, and six, and they could win. Uh, Jack Miller could be surprisingly great. I'm excited to see. But, boy, I, I can't go against Oregon State here. I mean, I, and they're the favorite. And it's in Las Vegas, it's close. It's kind of a home game. Uh, there's too many things going on in their culture. Good. I didn't expect them to be 9-3 and three this year. 7-5, and five, maybe 8-4, and four, maybe 8-4, and four, you know, something like that. 7-5-ish. Uh, and five-ish. Yeah, so we're not that far off. Got some big wins. A better culture maybe than I gave them credit for to start the year.